Okay, there we go. Now the recording is going. Yay! Very well. So then, <coughs> so players, in this session, there is a distinct chance we may focus on Kiana. What her interests, what her <laughs> desires. Well, there's, there's not very many players here, and things may come up in this session which may interest her. Hmm. Okay, that was. We're going to go rob a bank. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like fun. Wait, what sounds oh. like fun? Robbing a bank. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to to the best of my knowledge, when we last left it, our uh, mighty heroic adventurers were at Ragnar Tracken's um, uh, shop, where various articles of clothing are sold. Mr. Tracken himself is a highly uh, skilled tailor who deals with the most demanding clients and has been uh, paid to attire our mighty heroic individuals for a dinner that evening at the house of the ban Nicola Baranti, who wishes to thank them for assisting her guardsmen in a matter of social, um, well, a matter of the, of the social good on the previous eve. Um, in the shop, there are a number of assistants um, pinning and measuring and, and then a few dragging things away to sew them. And of course, uh, Ragnar the Dwarf is, is calm, is fussing over his customers. As this is once. They need to get a leather vest. <laughs> <laughs> she should be so lucky. <laughs> um, Goram is standing in the corner, sulking and fending off uh, would-be tailor's apprentices with with glares and occasional um, gruff sounds. <laughs> uh, Cyrus is enjoying being fitted for a, a suitably elegant robe. Uh, Redway is probably sulking and not talking to the elven servants even though he should and uh, what are the rest of you doing? Free finery I can sell it afterwards let's just get them <laughs> to put as much fabric into it as possible <laughs> more value <Okay. laughs> so she, she's going to turn up at Ban Barantes, um looking like one of those uh Toilet roll cozies. <laughs> I'm actually thinking kind of like Kaylee at the party. Yeah, in fire. exactly. That's another image that I had too. Well, actually, I was thinking more along the lines of expensive embroidery and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, so perhaps I would uh, care for a, a nice uh, panelled waistcoat with, uh, with embroidery down the sides and front here and here. And might I suggest just here a little bit across the back of the shoulders and of course the baggy pantaloons and the t narrow tight breeches um, so the um, the garments people are um, suggesting obviously Sir Tracken has a good uh, a good sense for what what is in fashion at the moment and what is in fashion at the moment is not necessarily very comfortable <laughs> yeah Mm. Um, so, what what kind of kind of ludicrous outfits are people imagining themselves coming out of this uh, tailor's shop wearing? 
Mm. Um, well, uh, if the listeners and uh, my fellow role players can imagine the kind of attire that Guybrush Threepwood might wear, then <laughs> something along the lines of that is probably what they'd be dressing Blaine in, but perhaps with more fancy frills and uh, and um, uh, expensive fabrics. Is there any chance you could explain the reference to me? Um, uh, a button-down shirt with collar and like a looser upper arm with a tighter sleeve at the lower mm-hmm. for- forearm. Um, and then um, breeches, basically. That um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking sort of um, Elizabethan courtly attire in um, in Blaine's case at the moment, but with a more sort of uh, a more sort of medieval look to it as well. So it's not as as foppish. And because also it's an import and the guy is basing his designs on things he's heard of rather than necessarily seen firsthand. Mm-hmm. Well, an imported design rather than imported garments, if you know what I mean. Uh, the, the fashions Ragnar Traken is currently dealing in are mostly Orlesian and Antivan. So think kind of uh, late medieval, early Renaissance, French and Spanish clothing designs is the kind of thing he's going for, really. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Probably way too tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> with a disturbingly large codpiece and a hat with a feather in it. Massive yes. plumage. <laughs> oh no, now I'm seeing Keanu with this like really wide brimmed thing with like feathers all around it. Ascot open race kind of hat. I, I was thinking more to like sort of um this bizarre southern bell with I'm I'm thinking more like feathers layered around the edge, almost like a kind of basket of feathers, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so j- just because she's trying to get as much extra finery out of it as she can. <laughs> Do you have any accessories I could wear with this? <laughs> a necklace, earring. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Ah, uh, no, sir. Those would be available at a separate establishment. Fine. I mean, if Ben Baranti doesn't want me to look my best, I guess well, that's so. Well, if, perhaps uh, if Mom would care to... Um, oh, Nikki, make us a communication check with... Um, do you want to oh. oh, dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 and, of course, she's got, like, the... Um, the not, I, I also imagine she's got sort of, like, uh, not... You know those sort of uh, opera gloves that go all the way up to the armpit? Oh yes, I love those things. Not not like elbow length gloves, but those really ones that go all the way up the arm, <laughs> with like no virtually no sleeves on the dress at all, but really long gloves instead. That's and big nice. big puffy shoulders sort of sticking out over them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could sell those separately. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Jess, what's Talon trying to get away with by by way of? not overdoing the clothing. Um, all right. Uh, how do I explain this? A top with like a capelet attached. Um, oh, what, one of those little, yeah, I know what you mean, sort of coming down from the shoulders, but it's integral to the garment. Right. Yeah. I hate this. Um, well, 
Yeah. And uh, it would have long sleeves and um, down the oh, front. Could it could it have those sort of sleeves that stop at the elbow and droop nearly all the way down to the ground, and then there'd be like an undershirt under it with longer length sleeves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And the um, part that is the over part would go down to about her knees, and then she'd have leggings underneath. I can. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe sort of like knee length boots with some sort of flashy, bright colored bits up the front of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe little pom poms on just where the, the sort of calf meets the ankle. <laughs> um, I guess so. The chin, I mean, but yeah. I don't know. The pom poms seem a little bit much. Yeah. Maybe some rosettes along the top of the boot or something. I think um, I think Goran would try to sneak out of the shop. <laughs> um, not, well, not sneak so much as leave when people are distracted. Um, purely because there's been uh, arguments about giving the extra suit of armour to Talon and she claimed it wouldn't fit. Or No, she said it was too heavy and he pointed out it wouldn't fit him. So he's thinking of taking it to... Uh, a reputable blacksmith's, uh, well, a reputable armourer's, known as Wade's Armour Emporium, to have it resized, and he's sure that that would take a long time, and he could drop it off, but manage to spend extra time getting back from there, so as to avoid (laughs) being fitted for clothes that he really doesn't fancy. (laughs) Oh dear. He really wants to get out of it, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) So seriously, can I get a, a vest kind of thing for the dog? Um, well, it's early morning, and he's a, he's a skilled tailor. Mr. Tracken is up for the challenge. He's willing to attempt to do something like that and have it ready by evening. He can't promise it'll be brilliant, but it should look marvellous. <laughs> he can't promise it... what? It will look like, it will look like one of those... It, not one of those fancy little dog jackets for dog shows, but more kind of like... You know those sort of horse blanket jackets, yeah, horses there? That's what so I was it'll be a kind of padded thing that won't add anything by way of protection, but it will kind of keep him warm a little bit in cold environments. And yeah. and it will have a bit of piping around the edges and, and a couple of designs embroidered into it. Red and gold. Mm, okay, a kind of dark red. Yeah. Yeah. And the gold will be a kind of off yellowy brownish rather than natural gold because he doesn't want to waste too much on the dog. Oh, yeah. Because it's not a person. Hello. What what um what, what country do we live in? Um, Ferelden. And they are poor. Dogs. They like dogs. Yes. <laughs> you like dogs. Dogs. You like dogs. You like dogs. <laughs> but he's he's aware of this. It's just that he doesn't want to overdo it because he knows that some of his more demanding customers in the upper echelons of society may require the golden cloth. Oh, no, no, I don't mean actual gold, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, after what seems like a gruelingly long session, um, the the party emerge from the tailors with, uh, as I said, Cirrus is wearing a rather immaculately turned out robe, and uh, Redways is... um, somewhat less well-fitting because he he kind of moved about a bit and wouldn't let people take measurements. So the measurements were a little bit on the generous side. It's not exactly baggy, but it's a bit loose. 
and he's got like uh, like little straps tied up round under his armpits to like keep the sleeves in a bit and things like that. Yeah. Um, it it kind of looks almost a little bit girly in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, at it, the other reason he wouldn't stand still quite long enough is because he was scratching. <laughs> I be itching powder from a previous session. <laughs> but they've given him a nice sort of foppish hat that sort of goes off the side of his head. And he's sort of scowling a little bit, but he hasn't set fire to anything recently, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so in the evening, uh, directions are easily found. Um, you all stroll through the city of Denerim. There's still a bit of the fog left from last night, but it's... Uh, have I... Oh, I bet I haven't. I have this horrible feeling... Damn it. Okay, yes. And uh, there's, as I said, there's still a bit of a fog left and it's a little bit clammy. And I appear to have not added the map I need, so it'll take me a little while to get to it. Um, so if you can all amuse yourselves for a few moments, maybe chatting about the finery you've received or, or avoided receiving. Uh, Goram is wearing his own clothes. Um, he appears to have taken a brush of them to, t- to kind of brush off a bit of dust and smarten himself up a bit, but he's not really made much of an effort. I'm trying to find a way to conceal my weapons on me in this outfit. <laughs> um, it's here. not easy. I think you can help. Here, I'll give one of your knives. Well, the dagger's easy enough. Just strap oh. that to the thigh. What, oh. under all those... Petticoats. You'd have I was to... actually going to make a slit right here. Well, what? It'll. It's got enough fabric. It'll uh fold in. That, that's not what I was. Ch- <laughs> what well, are, are you? Sorry. Are you uh, My mind I'll, went a little bit naughty there. I'll do. I'll do that in character instead. Mm. Uh, are you two talking about ruining these these fancy clothes that we just got? Well, I think no. he is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not a problem. You just used a little bit of thread here. You're and redesigning it? Just to accommodate the weapons. Um, Goran, oh, mumbles, uh, Goran mumbles something about just stuffing it up a chuffing sleeve or something. I don't think... I hold out my long yeah, gloves. gloves. I don't have sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, well, I suppose you could have got some kind of, uh, you know, air grip, which could look like it could, dagger could be part of it, you know, but you didn't, didn't think of that, did you? No, I had to go getting fancy, lovey-dovey-duff stuff. And, well, well, you could have asked for maybe like a little bag to dangle on your hand, and maybe stick a brick in it or something, you know. <laughs> that is well, a, dwarf is so smart. He thinks yeah, he knows fashion. La-dee-da. <laughs> He, he sort of tugs at the cuff of his sleeve rather self-consciously. <laughs> I pet Thane on the head. He looks very smart. Thane goes... <laughs> Try not to roll around the ground a little bit, okay? <laughs> not for a little bit. That's all. Right. I swear I've saved this map somewhere. Now, where is it? I ate it. 
That would explain it, actually. But why did you eat it? Why? It just looks so yummy. Are you comfortable over there, playing? <clears throat> um. Well, no. He says. Yeah, you look like you're walking a little funny. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. It's these dang pants. I can't seem to get them to fit right. He says as he makes yet another adjustment. Mm. <laughs> Twisting them a bit. No, no, that's definitely not right. Hold on. Uh, let me. All right, just gotta pull there. Okay. <clears throat> Right, thank you. Um, just make sure to bag your shirt out a little bit, because it's... Yeah, you don't want to skinch jump. Okay, I didn't catch that. She was making him sure that his shirt bagged out a little bit from his breeches, because she pulled them down a little bit from on his hips. Uh-huh. She pulled down his pants? No, just a little bit on his hips, that's all. So they're, like, hip-hunger-type. Uh, height rather than normal height. I see. That gives him more room in the leg, let's say. I see. <laughs> so, technically, she's pulling down his pants. Yeah. Okay. I okay. just wanted to make sure we didn't misunderstand one another. <laughs> well, I don't mean, like, down. Sure. I didn't pants him. Sure you didn't. Um. <clears throat> I'm admiring the uh, the weave of my leggings because they're very comfortable. <laughs> All right. So. No, that's not right. Still, if only I could find a way to conceal a bow on this thing. And some <laughs> arrows, of course. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, not... um, smugly <laughs> comments, but that won't be easy. Composite or regular? He, but, but, yeah, long bow. How would you go about hiding a longbow at all? Here, move That's your what hair. I'm saying. It would be excellent if I could find a way. Move your hair. <laughs> how much of it is there? I'll put it down your spine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Just that would a be a little sitting down. Oh yeah, you can't sit down with it. Sorry. At a banquet, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just have to make do with a dagger. It seems. How long are your legs? <laughs> not that long. Not that long. <laughs> yes, I was about to say not long enough to hide a bow. But so suddenly, short bow. Where's, where did, where, short where did it go? Bow. Where did it? Why the blasted? How right. tall is the Kiana Nikki? I don't know. I, well, uh, aren't well, elves kind of shorter than humans? Yeah, they're about three or four inches short. It should be probably about five foot to five foot two ish, something like that. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of the other elves. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do at this point is grab all... No. No, no, no. I'm going to 
grab all these people. Ah, ha, ha, I did it. I'm happy. Oh my god. He's A long way. No, why are you grabbing me? Wait, right, do we actually have a map tools up? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> That's why we had a discussion about which version we were using. And, oh, B70 oh we're using. I hope yeah. that's the one you got. Um, right, so. Um, first off, have I made this object? Oh, I know what I can do. I can uh, view, isn't it? Um, no, it's not under view. Tools and players on current view. There we go. Okay, so what's the server name and password? Server name is... Balgan H? Yes, Balgan H. And the password is can't roll ah, this. Okay. Or can't troll this, if, if you yeah. prefer to... You can troll this, yes. Absolutely. Um, so, eventually... Why is Ragnar walking with us? I don't know, <laughs> that was a mistake. He, to he, he just wants to flaunt his, his he, he, wants to, he wants to make sure you're still wearing his wonderful creations <laughs> is he glaring at uh, uh, uh probably no he, he's not coming along um he probably might have sent a uh, servant from his shop you know one of the assistants to make sure you're going the right direction possibly i spilled my sunflower seeds uh I, uh-huh. um Balian, could you fix my uh, token? I think I'm... You, What the heck have you done to it? I've tried moving it, and then it froze. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing two. Well, yeah, him. well, it's because I didn't finish moving. Ah, one moment. Ah, no, I can't move him. Ah, weird. Uh, that is bizarre. Very bizarre. <laughs> But hopefully we're not going to be needing to move them on the map too much this session. Oh, um, what sort of clothes do we think Delia should be wearing? While I'm looking up a description of the manor. A modest dress. Uh, I'm, for some reason, I'm kind of getting this Walt Disney Snow White feeling here. Snow White, like um, with the uh, puffy the, sleeves? Like the Disney Snow White, but but a bit more modest. And a bit less 1930s. <laughs> that makes sense. Different um, ribbons up the front. Yeah, um... <laughs> Blaine doesn't she seem... Probably very, very overwhelmed by the quality of the garments she was offered. And sort of, uh, because she comes from sort of humble origins, there's that sort of not wanting to ask for too much but being very grateful for what she was allowed to have, or allowed herself to be allowed to have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Hmm. Although, of course, the tailor will have had his... No, I still can't... Whoa, what happened there? Uh, I... Yeah, I deleted him. I'm going to plunk him back on. Damn it. I, Did I, you I make back, a backup? I backed up the token, yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yay, it worked. Ah, uh, is it safe for me to give him own, give you ownership? I think I already have yeah. since I plunked him down. That's a, good. Um, yeah, Blaine will probably avoid making any sort of eye contact with the women. In fact, he seems to be actively avoiding them. <laughs> um. 
Cyrus is rather, um, he's sort of had a bit of a wash and combed his hair and stuff. Um, Delia is sort of, um, she's, she's keeping her head down and not really looking at people very much, but she seems to be paying a lot of attention to the length of her skirts and sort of holding them close to her legs so they don't get muddy or snag on anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and yeah. it's just sort of standing there um, as comfortably as he can in his old garments, um, hands behind his back, no weapons or armor on him. He's left them back at lodgings. A man of class. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so eventually, uh, the group make their way towards the noble district of Denerim, and the Baranti Manor becomes quite evident. It is a large two-story building. In fact, it's a three-story building with a uh, with beautifully manicured gardens near near Fort Dracon which is uh, generally... Fort Dracon is the, uh, the prison, where the prison is, of the city, but also it's the power seat of quite a bit of the government as well. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's clearly a very old building within the city. It's, it's not a recent architectural style. It's, it's been around for decades, you know, possibly even centuries. There is a large wall... I think it's about a 20-foot high. No, that's not that high. No, there's a large wall around the edge of the garden. Um, it, it's a sort of moderate sort of 8 to 12 feet high wall. It's not massive. It's just there to make a point. Yeah. There's nice wrought iron gates. and There's there's torches burning in sconces by the door. Um, the map is fairly self-explanatory, as I've dumped it out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no big secrets on the map. It's not showing the top floor, which is the, the loft, the attic, on this map. And also, not shown on this map, there are, at the front and back of the building, external entrances to a lower level, which the okay. servant used to prepare things and bring them up to the main. Well, no, that's, that's the internal entrance to that level. There's also external ones. Yeah, the only reason that's faded is, is for the text to oh, okay. be readable. There is a wall there, yeah. So, um, the, uh, the front door of the mansion is open. And standing by the doorway is a stocky little fellow, about three and a half feet high with short, fair hair, uh, dressed rather immaculately in a nice red outfit with orange and golden details and that's what I'm looking for there and he bows and with a gesture of his hands he says greetings I am Bando Lady Baranti's honoured servant if you would all care to walk this way I will show you to the dining room where you will be welcome to partake of suitable refreshments and with that, he ushers you all into the building. There are a few servants and attendants ready to take cloaks and coats and capes if anyone wishes to divest themselves of such. 
I've, I've got this distinct feeling Kiana won't because she doesn't <laughs> want to let go of it. Because <laughs> it's worth money. You would be right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blaine walks up behind Kiana and and uh, takes off the sort of... Um, cloak? Cape. Yeah, the cloak that she's wearing, at least. Hey! In a gentlemanly fashion. <laughs> well, as gentlemanly as he can in those pants. <laughs> You're going to be very, very, very warm if you keep that on. <sighs> Better get I, it back later. I imagine it's got like a load of feathers around the collar. <laughs> it's like this big fluffy fur collar type thing made out of feathers. Like a boa stitched to it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because a boa would be going across it, and I'm thinking more going down from the neck. Yeah. Blaine will look pointedly to the servant he hands the cloak to and say she's not lying you'd better return it to her or uh, she's uh, um, she's going to cause trouble the man nods and he says yes sir understood sir <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah this is going to be interesting so um, Bando is uh, it, it may come to no one's surprise that but given his size, he is a dwarf, but he speaks nothing like Goram or indeed like Ragnar Traken. He is, he is cultured and well-educated and very precise in the way that he speaks. Does he have a beard? No. <gasps> then he's not a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, Blaine will nudge uh, Goram. Hey. Uh, Goram will nudge Blaine back. How? I didn't nudge you that hard. You'll nudge him in the tight trousers. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> so, oh, I can't help it if you're just the right height for it. Well, I, I thought the dwarves were supposed to sound the same. Well, why do you speak differently? Ah. Uh, Bando smiles ingratiatingly and says... Well, now, good sir, dwarfs, like humans, come from different regional locales. I understand that your accent is different to that of your companion here, and your companion here, and your companion here. Uh, why, why should it be that dwarfs should likewise all speak with one voice? Well, yeah, I'd... we have different accents. And besides, clearly, um, he he looks at Goram for a moment, and then makes some kind of mental decision and says, "It's no matter." Well, I it didn't mean anything ill by it. I assure you. Goram seems quietly relieved of this. <clears throat> anyway, shall we um, proceed? Of course. You are ushered through the foyer into the main hall where stairs ascend to an upper level, upper balcony. Past the stairs, and there's got to be a door around here somewhere that goes into this blasted room. <laughs> um, oh, that's a hallway. That's not a big table thing. Right. Yeah. So, yes. You know, all escorted upwards through a side hallway into the dining room 
where Bando ushers you all to seats. Um, someone roll me a d6. Odd, odd, odds or evens. D6. Three. Even. Oh. Okay, there is no... Uh, apart from the seat at the head of the table, there is no specific uh, seating arrangement prepared, and he doesn't insist people sit in certain places. And this room's going to need more chairs. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So just position yourselves around the table and pretend there's a few more chairs. Um, he will send a servant to get more chairs here. You're there, young Jeron. We need a few more chairs. Go fetch them. And he bustles off to the kitchen to organise things. Um, um, after... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I yes. was just going to interject with... Blaine sits down next to Kiana and uh, being for the only reason that he was the last one to be seated and uh, looks sort of with a pleading expression to uh, to Cyrus like save me (laughs) (laughs) hey Blaine dare you to sit at the head of the table Uh, now, now, that would just be rude. So? Perhaps, um, perhaps when I've had more to drink, he says. Oh! Ooh! Ah! Um. <laughs> Thane sits at the head of the table, barks once, and then gets off. <laughs> he uh, nudges uh, Blaine on the way back to fit Talon's side. Smart I think bastard. the dog is uh, showing you up, Blaine. <sighs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> the candlelight flickering from uh, big candle holders, like three, four-foot candle holders around the walls, is like reflecting beautifully off the cutlery. And the plates are all laid out nice and well done. Why is there... Three knives. <laughs> Gorham says, don't ask me, lass. Oh, well, I know this. <laughs> See, you're supposed to start from the outside, and, well, with each meal they bring you, you're, you work your way in towards the plate. So oh, and why this is they, the dessert spoon. Why don't they just hand out the silverware when they give the food? Um... Hmm. Well, I suppose that's a good question. Goram says, don't ask me, lass. I've always just used the same pair and wiped them on the bread. Mm. I always yes, thought they gave you that... extra knives just in case a fight broke out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goram, that would explain your teeth. <laughs> Not wrong with my teeth, lad. Still got most of them. Yes, most of them. Um, at this point, the door to the chamber opens and a trio of figures emerge. One of them is very familiar. He's Captain Braden of the Baranti Guards, who helped you all, well, who, who was assisted and assisted you all last night in dealing with the chantry of the still tongue, that evil bunch of cultists. Yes, we saved the uh, bastards. The other two, the other two are a, uh, a young couple a man who is immaculately dressed, somewhat, uh, he's got a somewhat 
what do you call it? A disinterested expression. Ah. Handsome, well-dressed, clearly um, not just well-dressed, but knowing how to not overdo it, if you know what I mean, as in clearly brought up this way. Um, he has a sword at his side, and there is a young woman on his arm who who is laughing at some joke he must have just told before they entered the room. Captain Braden nods, and he says to you, Hello again. This here would be Adric Baranti, that would be Lady Baranti's grandson, and uh, this would be... Adric says, this would be Tarin my uh, companion for the evening. Taryn says, yes, my daddy called me Taryn. It's like Tan, but different. (laughs) And uh, they take seats at the foot of the table. Lovely to meet you. All of you. (laughs) How's the head, Captain? Uh, Captain says, well, I've had worse days. I'll tell you, it is, uh, yeah. So, I'm taking it that you hunt down cultists and have houses burned down over your head often, then? Thankfully not. It is a great honour to serve the House Baranti. Some of you may be imagining him saying that with a slightly different accent, but he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I am here to give evidence as required and to... uh, well, it was my men who helped out as well, and her ladyship is extremely grateful. And he takes a position um, at Blaine's side at the corner of the table there, where it's getting a little bit crowded now. <laughs> Probably keeping an eye on Kiana. <laughs> who, who has pocketed most of the silverware, I imagine. <laughs> Not a bad idea. She's... Uh, She's I'll have to use it first, shy. though. Well, yeah, if she tries to steal it and Blaine <laughs> notices, then it's probably going to be like, no. I'm just, I'm just imagining her trying to sell this fancy ball gown and someone going, look, look at this, this is a gravy stain. You expect me to buy this at the price you're asking? <laughs> and she says, it's not a gravy stain. This is part of the fabric. No, 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 she'll say, say, gravy? Really? Oh, how did that get there? And it's on the inside, ma'am. And she she sort of goes, damn, I knew I shouldn't have used the cutlery first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, Uh, I get it. That's that's, that's smart. After a few more minutes, um, uh, an elderly, um, well-dressed woman enters the room uh, with Bandover Dwarf at her side. And he shows her to the chair, pulls the chair back ever so slightly so she can sit in it and pushes it back in for her. And then he announces, my lords, ladies and gentlemen, might I have the pleasure to announce her ladyship, the ban Nicola Baranti. Should we? Yeah. A... <laughs> no, she, she doesn't seem to mind. Okay. Um, he then steps back and... Uh, goes through to the door to hassle a few servants about the meal. Hmm. 
Um, Tarin is sitting there, smiling, and uh, looking at everyone. She frowns a little bit as her eyes pass across Redway and Kiana. But the frown is easily removed shortly afterwards when her eyes light on the quality of the table service. Okay. Um, Adric lounges in his seat, um, calmly taking in the scene. He seems to be watching his grandmother quite a bit. And the band herself uh, sits calmly and takes in each of her guests one by one with her eyes um, before addressing them. Welcome, one and all. I uh, I would like to thank you for the assistance you have given to my guards last night. I appreciate that this, uh, this meal may be somewhat out of your way and you may have had to put off certain other social engagements, but I'm sure you will find it to be uh, to your advantage in the long run. Um, uh-huh. I don't Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, we thank you. Uh, it's not every day we can have a meal this fine. Indeed, our uh, our own social engagements um, pale in comparison, Blaine says with a pointed glance to Coram. <laughs> uh, remembering the drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> And assisting your guards was... The pleasure was all ours. Yeah. I'm nodding at this because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blaine, you actually know what I mean. Yeah. Blaine nods, <laughs> nods also, looking at... The slight grimace of his lip disguised by a, by a polite smile to the band. Yes, of course. A pair of young elven teenagers come in armed with carafes full of wine, and begin to go around filling goblets, rather discreetly. Mm. Um, Blaine will make a point to Uh-oh. thank them. What? Hmm? <laughs> remembering how Kiana acts when she gets drunk. Kiana remembers this place because she used to work here as a servant at one point. No. Or as a servant here. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought too. Um... <laughs> Blaine will make a point to thank the, <laughs> the uh, elven servants, even even if no one else bothers to. Like wonderful as um, goblet, feels a bit sort of sullen. Who? Redway. All oh, right, Redway. Okay, sullen. Right, I should I should have sussed that out. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh... Um, Adric raises his goblet. Uh, to his grandmother and says, So tell us, grandmother, what is the cause of this latest social gathering? And uh, and Taryn, sort of hugging his arm, says, Oh, it's a party. I like parties. Um, the band Nicola um, stares down the table to him and says, Well, Adric, if you'd been paying a little more attention, you'd be aware that these good people helped me put down the vile chantry of the still tongue the other night. Um, Adric rolls his eyes and says, Oh, maker, have they been active again? And uh, 
The captain Braden scowls at him down the table in a way that clearly, if looks could speak, would say, yes, boy, they were active again. Mm. <laughs> um, they were a little more than active, if I could speak my mind. Uh... Let's go on, says the aged woman. I've got to save a portrait of her in, in, the, in the module. There's two portraits of her, and in both of them, her face looks about 60, and her body looks about 25. Oh. <laughs> she's supposed to be in her 70s or her 80s. Mm. And, and either way, it's just like, hang on, she's got a firm, ample, young cleavage, and is wearing clothes that support it with an ancient face on top. It looks a bit odd. Mm. So I used a different portrait, and I think yeah. it's quite a nice you, you one. Was, for... You've picked really good portraits for these three. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think so, too. Oh, Bando's cool, too. Okay. They all came from the same website, and cool. there's actually 30 or 40 Bando. more website that you can't see. Oh. Bando, yeah, that's um, that's supposed to be some dwarf called Tyrion from the Game of Thrones. Uh, I uh, think it's suitable. Clean-shaven yeah. dwarf. There's some just it's wrong. It's wrong. He's not yeah. a dwarf. <laughs> He's a pretender. Well, he's a high-society butler. So, I want to throw a carafe at him. I think it's actually looking at this picture. He just—he's making me think of Luke Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, you know what I mean. Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker was a, was a If Luke Skywalker had less of a jaw and a more triangular, pointy jaw, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Blaine was saying something. Yes, he was. Go for it. Um, Blaine uh, swallows a little before continuing. There were several families that that we couldn't reach in time, and there's no helping them now, is there? Ah, uh, yes, says Baban. Those poor families and those poor orphaned children. Hmm? You know, I have made it my business over the years to to fund the placement of orphanages where such children can be cared for. For the uh, the Chantry of the Still Tongue has been a thorn in our side for many a year now. And Captain Braden says, many a year. Do we know why they uh, started this crazy quest of theirs? Why, I believe... Uh, I believe the, uh, the figurehead of their organization claims that it is a, uh, a spirit of fade, of all things, and, um, and that it can see into the future and, and tell who will speak blasphemous thoughts. And as such, uh, it wishes to silence them, to uh, preemptively strike out and cut out the root of all evil before it can. Obviously, this is Clearly, a fallacy, a bizarre nonsense. But uh, these are what it claims. Mm-hmm. I understand that it was uh, it was dealt with most efficiently. These things have a way of coming back. You might be on your guard again. Oh, I am, dear lady. I am. The Chantry of the Stilled Tongue has surfaced some uh, four or five 
four or five times within the last 30 years. I fully expect the spirit to find another willing host at some point in the future, but hopefully not for some time. Well, to uh, a moment of peace. Then I raise my goblet. goblet. She, she raises her goblet slightly and says, a moment of peace, and then sets it back down on the table. Uh, all those other present raise their goblets to the toast. I'll drain mine. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, she's getting back into playing cards mode already. Oh, yeah. yeah, Blaine <laughs> catches catches her and, and tips it down before she's emptied the entire thing. A bit too late, though. There's only very little left, I imagine. Ah, uh, ease up, Kiana. This is not a bar room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Talon, Talon will gesture to the uh, elf who is about to refill the cara- um, the goblet, mm-hmm. the craft. Um, yeah, slowly. <laughs> he, he he sort of nods tentatively and only half fills it. Traitor. <laughs> Before continuing the rounds. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, but I forgot. Crab. Um, a young human servant enters. Uh, I'd say he's about 14. And he bears a um, a tray on which appears to be a roast chicken and uh, surrounded by bread rolls. And he places it carefully in the centre of the table um, and stands on hand to carve and divide as appropriate. The Vaban Baranti says, now to business. I, uh, I'm incredibly grateful for the efforts you have made in the assistance of my men. And uh, I would wish to offer my, uh, my gratitude in, shall we say, an unusual form. Go on. Well, you see, um, I hear that you folks are rather out of sorts with a certain ban. Ah, him. Yes, indeed, Ban Crawl. He is, uh, well, he is known to me, and I, I can honestly say there's no love lost between us. Now, if, uh, if you and your companions, milady, would c- care to undertake certain tasks for me, then uh, I am sure that I could put my influence, as it were, to work. Uh, Adric says, yes, my grandmother has a lot of influence in social circles. And um, Taryn giggles at this and clutches a little closer to him. Um, Ban Nicola says, yes, indeed, I am not without influence, and I'm sure that... Certain bards in my employ could begin singing your praises and turn public opinion, and perhaps, uh, how shall we put this? Perhaps uh, some good could be done to uh, help mar this black spot upon your reputation. Hmm? I don't speak for all of us, but how can we be of service? It's got to be a downside. <laughs> um, um, quick as a flash, 
the old woman looks to Kiana and says, Of course, there is a downside, my dear. The downside would be that these tasks I require would be for the greater public good. And as such, they may be, at times, unpleasant. Well, um, Blaine says carefully, uh, I don't think it can get worse. <laughs> are, are people now beginning to see why I really wish Matt was here for this session? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Um, Bando approaches um, and hovers at Lady Baranti's elbow, waiting for a moment of her attention. She turns to him and says, uh, Yes, Bando, what is it? And, and he says, Well, Mom, it's the... Uh, it's the uh, it's the ball you're planning on hosting in a few months' time. Have you decided uh, precisely how many casks of the Antivan 78 are to be ordered for the occasion? And she, she waves it away with her hand and says, No, Mom, not... not, not Mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would appear Mom has not decided yet how many cases of the Antivan 78. It is a good vintage, though. But it doesn't do to overdo these things. I, I'll give some thought to it soon, dear Bando. For now, I have guests. And uh, with, with a bow, he said, yes, ma'am, understood, ma'am. Uh, the, ba- the band Nicola then uh, says, well, you see, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, she waits while uh, Goram reaches across to help himself to some of the chicken. <laughs> Probably waiting till the noise dies down. No, he just <laughs> across to his plate. Says, "Well, you see, um, I have a task that requires well, two tasks actually, rather conveniently. The one is adjacent to the other. Um, Blaine, isn't it? Uh, y- y- yes. Um, uh, Very well, lady. sir Blaine." Uh, I understand, but uh, a man has come petitioning me for a matter that you may be specifically suited to assist him with. I believe he may be known to you. Oh? Yes. A certain Sir Jerick. He says that you trained together. Yes. He was, uh, well, he was one of my seniors, an instructor. Indeed, indeed. It, it is a matter of, of great interest to me, and I believe you can be of assistance to him with it. Well... Uh, he will be, if you do not object, he will be calling upon you in the morning. Well, I'll see what I can do and help if I can. Um, a few more servants enter, bearing another thing upon a tray, and Goram drops the chicken on his plate. His eyes widen and he places his portion of the chicken under the table and kind of shunts it across to Fane. <laughs> um, the thing upon the, uh, upon the platter looks like some kind of bizarre hybrid between a pig and a bunny rabbit. Um, oh no, no, yes. they cooked a nug. It's a nug. They cooked a nug. It's a nug. <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, n- it's a bunny nugs pig. Are, 
Dogs are blind subterranean bunny pigs that the dwarves of Orzmar consider to be a great delicacy. Um, the, the, one of their favorite snacks is actually Nug Gets, <laughs> which is a terrible pun. Yeah. Um, they, they can also be domesticated and treated as pets if you're some bizarre or lesion person with strange taste. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Named Liliana. <laughs> but yes, there is a cooked nug, and apparently it tastes really sweet. Ooh. And Goram has lost all interest in the chicken. But he says, "Well, give... stuff me if I cooked a chuffin nug." Oh, brilliant! Pass it over here, lads. Pass it over here. Um, <laughs> he doesn't take the whole thing, but he does help himself to a sizable portion and tucks in. <laughs> um, Tarin sort of um, says. Oh, isn't that a bizarre-looking animal? I'm not sure I should try that. It looks a bit foreign. Is it foreign? I don't know. Adric, is it foreign? And he says, well, technically, dear, I don't suppose it is. What, what do you say, Grandmama? Do you say this thing should be considered foreign? And the elderly lady says, Now, Adric, you know Zamar is within the borders of our kingdom, so therefore it is not considered foreign. Sorry, what were you saying then, Nikki? I'm just saying she's such an airhead. Mm. <laughs> mm, um, Trust, that's in her NPC notes. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, Blaine will mutter something under his breath that only Kiana and perhaps also Brayden <laughs> would hear, but it's not meant for any of them. <sighs> I really don't miss nobility at all. <laughs> If Brayden hears it, he politely pretends not to. Careful, though. The band has very high perception. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, you can probably see all of that. Moment. Yes, she does. <laughs> Talon is actually going to try some of this nug. Yes, um, Blaine, Blaine tries a piece. Free food! It's, um, it's sweet, but it's been slightly spiced, but not overdone with a little bit of salt. And uh, honey glazed as well. The salt is sort of... I have no idea how you cook meat. I'm a vegetarian, but it's very nicely done. That sounds good to me. Mm. <laughs> it's... it's, it's um, it is kind of like some bizarre bunny pig hybrid. Um, if anyone well, wants to make a rather easy perception roll, they can tell that it's also blind. Oh, well... I don't really need to make a perception on that. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's internally blind now. After after people have eaten for a little, the ban uh, says that's actually uh, there is a second matter. There is a a town on the town far south of here. On the edge of the Korkari Wilds, it is uh, it is known as, as Sofmir. Now, Sir Jerick informs me that his business will take you in that direction. Indeed, take you most of the way. In fact, I have business in the town of Sofmir. You see, the uh, the farmland there is very fertile, and they grow a particular breed of, of rye wheat which is uh, very popular 
And I have a merchant contact down there with whom I wish to set up a trade negotiation. I would appreciate it if the uh, if the seven of you at this point feigns sort of grunts and she says, yes, of course, the eight of you. If the eight of you would take the uh, time to head down there and and uh, pass on a few missives to my merchant friend whilst you are in the vicinity. I also believe that they have a uh, an autumn fair coming up soon, and it should be shortly after your arrival there, if your journey is not impeded overtly in any way. I'm sure you would find pleasant enjoyment in uh, a country fair. Um, Adric shoots... Uh, <laughs> Shoots Taryn a glance, which she clearly ignores, as she says, Oh, in the country, ugh, there'd be mud and everything. I don't think I'd like it. Well, a little mud never killed anyone. <laughs> well, we might have. <clears throat> That's, I, uh, I doubt you'd be up for that sort of long-distance traveling anyway. He says, oh, yes, yes, I might sprain something. I suppose there'd be elves on the journey to carry me, of course. There's always elves. I think you'd best stay away from that topic, considering the company, <laughs> milady. Blaine says sharply. Ooh, scolding nobility. Go, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the girl looks at him and blinks once blinks twice, and then really doesn't seem to have understood him at all. <laughs> yes. Um, at this point, Delia um, takes the napkin she's wiped her fingers on after trying a little bit of the nug, and tries to blow her nose on it without getting all grease all over her nose, mm. um, and without drawing attention to herself, and kind of fails a bit. Yeah, just a little. Hmm. And where's she going to put it afterward? Um, she puts it back on the table beside the cutlery and kind of hopes nobody looks at it. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, sort of between the knife and the goblet, where where the goblet kind of obscures it from some people's line of view a little bit. Yeah, Talon's just going to shake her head. <laughs> <laughs> um. The band Nicola looks down the table and she says, Now then, ma'am. No, sorry, now, now Sir uh, Tarin, was it? i let you know I have a bit of a soft spot for elves. I even employ many of them amongst my staff. Bando at her side says, Yes, indeed. Was it not uh, your ladyship who researched a cure for the plague that... Uh, but ran through the the alienage some forty years ago, and she says, "You know, I do believe it was, and they have always been grateful to me ever since." Blaine nods with approval. Approval um, plus ten. 
Tarin sort of starts saying, well, I don't understand why we should have elves as guests before Adric kicks her under the table and she exclaims loudly, then shuts up. 40 years ago? Was that right? I Surely you're nearly a baby by then. <laughs> nice. Oh, no, dear. I was... Uh, ah, yes, that would have been uh, my second husband... At the time, un- unfortunately, my first was not long for this world. You got too uppity? No, dear. He drank rather heavily, and, uh, make a bless him, his heart gave out one evening. Mm. Um, also, with what with his age and the drinking, altogether not a pleasant subject for discussion over dinner. Blaine puts down his wine goblet rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Goram looks across at Blaine, then raises his own challengingly and takes a, a mighty swig from it. <laughs> I've already been shown up by the dog. I won't be shown up by Goram. Kiana wants to take the challenge. Yes, yes but Kiana can't hold a liquor. <laughs> and she isn't, be, isn't being given much at the same, at one time. <laughs> yeah, Blaine will throw back the wine and put it down. <laughs> Just the not fair. Mm-hmm. We'll buy you a bottle when we get home. <laughs> hmm. Um... So the servants come again with more rounds of wine. More food is brought. There's a delicious soup. Uh, conversation flits back and forth. And uh, at the end of the evening, I have to ask, uh, is the general group consensus that people have agreed to work for her ladyship, for Ban Baranti? Yes. Yep, sounds pretty yes. good. Um, in exchange for this, she offers uh, equipment and funding as she deems appropriate to do the tasks she requires. The current task being taking a, a trade missive down to a contact in the village of Softmere and whatever it is that Sir Jerick requires to be done along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll let Gorham take care of that. Mm-hmm. He sort of nods at that. Um, it also becomes evident that no one has seen sight of Gorham's cart recently. <laughs> Poor mm. cart. Yeah, he knows where it is, but no, people suddenly realizing, hey, we haven't seen that for a few weeks. Where did you put that thing? We've been in town. We've been in city, yeah. yeah. Some of you may remember that he, uh, before entering town, he passed it off to a dwarven acquaintance of his to look after while he was in town. Ah, uh, contacts. However, whether the contents of it will be the same when he gets it back is anybody's guess. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Most of the stuff I have is on me. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Adric seems a bit um disinterested in the whole proceedings. Uh, does anyone want to make a uh, oh hell opposed um perception test? Sure. Oh. I could try. Couldn't do communication. No, no, you had to go with perception. <laughs> you have a nil in. 
What kind of perception? Empathy? Uh, empathy, indeed. Uh, um, and as it's opposed, it's opposed by a 16. Holy crap. Oh. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, yeah so he's. That. Wait, 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 wait. Well. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Does someone want to roll me one for um, Cirrus? I'll do it. Okay, right, okay. Oh hell. Okay. I've just seen what his chances are, and they're not good. Nope. <laughs> <was> rubbish. Even <laughs> Fane <laughs> <laughs> doesn't pick up on these subtle interactions that are going on between <laughs> the nobles here. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, Tarin is well-schooled and well-mannered, but her head is vacant of original thoughts. So a poor girl hasn't got an original idea in her head. Yeah, we kind of picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I managed to put that across without hopefully overdoing it too much. No, it was it was done. It was well done. <laughs> and amusing. Indeed. Um... I was actually waiting to see if Kiana was going to dive across the table with a knife in hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be a very bad idea, seeing as an armed yeah. guard standing right next to us. It would well, I indeed. I do have an eye on Adric's pretty little blade there. Hmm? Oh, his sword. Yes, it's uh, remarkably well made. And... Maybe I could have brought my weapon to the dinner table too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alan's been looking at other things of Audric's, but <laughs> <laughs> he is a rather handsome young man. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether you find that portrait particularly attractive, it's just the closest thing I could grab, you know. Um, yeah. He's he's polite and he seems to possibly be sulking a little bit. Um, what what did Alan and, and men of power? She the just, weakness there. <laughs> it is, it really is. <laughs> Bando, once again, um, once or twice again over the course of the evening, uh, brings up questions regarding arrangements for the ball which is to be held in a few months' time. Well, the, the spring ball which is to be held uh, towards the end of winter. Yeah. And the band Baranti always politely fobs him off with something and uh, gets back to the matter at hand. What is the uh, season? Uh, autumn. Okay, so then we'll have the fair, and then it'll be winter. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I see why she's putting it off, because uh, it's quite a while away. Actually, she's she's putting it off because um, this adventure is written, pr- written on the premise that the, the ball will be happening soon, ah. whereas... The, with the intervening stuff that you're going to be doing, it's going to be like half a year before it happens, sort of thing. Yeah. So, so clearly he's talking about a different ball, a different social occasion that is due to happen. <laughs> um, Taryn likes the idea of going to the ball, um, and Adric kind of hints that maybe she might be taken if he still knows her at the time. Mm. Mm. Uh, he seems a lot less interested in her than she is interested in him. And she seems a lot less interested in him than she is in the uh, political status of the house she's in, if that makes sense. She she enjoys clinging to his arm, but she doesn't really and, and pay much attention and, and to him. Attractive, but yeah. 
she i think like talon she finds the power attractive more than the man mm. <laughs> if that makes sense yes um if uh, if the servants come by and and try to refill Blaine's mug, he oh, wait, will he will, do. he will put <laughs> his hand over it. <laughs> I'm still taking wine. Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand over Kiana's and says, "None for her." And I'll swat it away. <laughs> Kiana will become progressively inebriated, regardless of um, Blaine's attempts, because he won't be able to catch from every time. That's true. <laughs> Um, Captain Braden eats sparingly and, and drinks sparingly. He seems uh, to be pacing himself. Um, in fact, the way he eat, Im, eats implies that he's already eaten one meal this evening. And he's just doing this as a formality. Ah. Excellent. Um, Delia uh, doesn't eat or drink very much. Uh, she sort of self-consciously avoids um, eating or drinking too much, almost as if she feels guilty for um, reaching for the food or drink. <laughs> no, 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 no. Even better idea. Instead of uh, mm-hmm. instead of uh, of um, <clears throat> Talon whispering to the servants to give uh, Kiana water, they should put water in her wine. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think she'd notice too, but. She'd probably say something like, "This wine is terrible." What about grape juice? Um, okay, who wants to take guesses as how Redway may be um, acting during this social occasion? Sullen and moody. Yeah, um, every I'm time. Hoping... <laughs> Contemplating making a new uh, doorway in the wall. Indeed. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking he might also try and find out where Taryn lives. Ah. <laughs> uh, because he's probably taken great offence at some of her comments regarding the elves. Yeah. And he might want to go and visit vengeance upon her later on. Looks so like she's not going to the ball. <laughs> Sorry? Looks like she's not going to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, the servants actually come and bring a little platter for, for Fane, and they put uh, extra servings of very well cooked food upon it. Yeah. Uh, clearly, they are used to having hounds in the house. Adam Bari is certainly a rare treat. Yeah, Thane probably looks up and goes, Arr! He enjoys the appreciation and the attention, and he's, he's sort of like lapping it up and having a great time. Oh, yeah, he butts his head up against their hands and stuff like that. Um, ooh, right. Um, so, at the end of the evening, people sort of leave a little rather merry and looking forward to the joyful things the new dawn may bring. Uh, as they do so, Kiana collects her cloak, except <laughs> Edway, who's sullen and brooding. And somebody else's cloak. Blaine <laughs> <laughs> puts it back. That's not yours. <laughs> In fact, that's mine. Oh, I I could I could have sworn it was. Mm-hmm. Now, who wants to? Um, okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> so, what I'm gonna say at this point in time is I'm going to do a tiny little bit of very simple maths and ask everyone a little question because essentially what we're gonna do now is uh, it, it's getting towards the kind of fireside chat portion. I think. 
mm-hmm. of the session purely because I've clearly sort of run out of steam a bit. Um. But, um, there is, where are we? This is what I'm after. Essentially, no, it's not what I'm after. Wrong place. Um, essentially, uh, the, the following adventure down at Sofmere is written for a party of level one to two characters. Mm. Uh, now, I've looked at it and I've said it's more like level two to three characters. Mm-hmm. And I know there hasn't been any experience points this session yet, and there will be. And I could easily just give everyone enough to level now and say you can be third level when you do that adventure and you might find it a little bit too easy. Or we can say you can like not be third level by then. I think I've got a rough idea. Um, let's see. So, yeah. People are close enough to leveling that they could level this session right cool. now sort of thing. Would people rather do that now and then come back to it um, later, or they could level along the journey to Softmere? Because there along are the journey, I think. Because yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to being introduced to uh, the hmm. knight guy and well, the Templar, I suppose he is, not a knight. So um, back at the inn, I can't remember the name of the inn the group was staying at. Um, but it's probably the same one. Was it? Was it the Nord Noble Tavern? It might have been. That's the only inn I know the name of in, in Denerim. Um, it's rather nice. In, uh, they, they all sort of wake and have breakfast and go about their early morning things. Uh, Goran disappears again in the morning. He just sort of heads off out as if he's going for a walk. Mm-hmm. And then five or ten minutes later, he still hasn't come back yet. Oh, not too fussed about that because he does do some errands. Yes. It, does Kiana look like she's going to try and sell the clothing that she got? <laughs> Too drunk. Not tonight. <laughs> she says in the morning when she's hungover. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be a shame if you got rid of it. Said, yeah, Blaine we'll says. Keep it for that ball. If we ever are invited. But. They might give me new clothes if I'm invited to the ball. Uh, I think if they have to supply you with new clothes each time you're invited, then the invitations will not keep coming. Uh, Redway is is glaring at Vian's food and wishing it wasn't that inferior to the fare he'd he'd, um, sampled, supped upon last night. (laughs) And, And Delia sort of pipes up and says... Sir, sir, I, I do believe, sir, the nobles, sir, they, they get new clothes, sir, for the ball, sir, sir every, every time, sir. <laughs> well, it, it, it's 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 the done, sir, 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 the, the done thing, sir, it, evidently, sir. And I thought I was drunk. Oh, she's not drunk, she's just nervous. She's very <laughs> nervous around Blaine for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my clothes. I'm just going to pack them away for a better occasion. Mm, yes, uh, Blaine will also pack his fancy clothes away with with a touch of disdain. <laughs> we'll get it. Uh, a, what you call it? Um, adjusted. Adjusted <laughs> next time. Let out a bit. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> yes, I would hope so. <sighs> 
Don't worry so much, Delia. You seem like you're going to have a, well, heart attack or something. <laughs> sir, 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 sorry, sir. I'll I, I try not to, sir. So, so. so does anybody think that um, Terran woman will be around next time we go to the house? <laughs> you mean uh, long? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I uh, so I think that is probably the last time we see her. What was that, Balgan? Sarah uh, says, yes, I think that's rather unlikely, but we'll see her again. Isn't that right, Redway? Redway says, what? Who? I? No, I wouldn't kill her. Honest. Really. I would set fire to her house in the middle of the night. No, no, someone else would do that. Well, I believe you have a special knack for setting fire to houses, Blaine says pointedly. Do you think someone else would need help with that? Setting a house on fire? Yeah. <laughs> um, Shoots redware glance, but doesn't dare say anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, seen him blow holes through walls before, you know, it's not like she wants to antagonize the guy. Perhaps you should get in contact with the uh, the city's uh, Firewatch and set some test fires with them. Hmm. <laughs> test fires? Yeah, you can use it to learn how to put up fires in different situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um, after the morning's progressed for a bit, Goram comes back, sort of pokes his head in, and is about to head out again. He's got that kind of look on his face that implies he might be up to something, but you're not, you can't quite tell. Are you going to be around for lunch? Eh? Lunch? Oh, I suppose I could do. He, um, he shuffles into the room, sort of scuffs his boots a bit, and looks decidedly uncomfortable. Uh, you don't have to eat with us if you don't want to. Yes, perhaps you've got new friends. Says no, no, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's uh, just oh, he shudders. What? It's, it's just what? Roddy measurements. Oh well, you don't have to do it anymore. We already got our new clothes. Well, we did. Yes. Nay, last night it's all our fault for saying they didn't want the armor. I'd have it adjusted, see? Oh, okay. To, the armor. I had to go to Wade's Armor Emporium. And they were measuring you? Well, it... Oh, that's, it, it's Wade's Armor Emporium. You know, it's for the most famous armorer in City of Denerim. Um, for some reason, I want to see a commercial for a place called Wade's Armor Emporium. And, uh, you know, there's Master Wade, the armorer. He does all the working, and then there's uh, his master, Heron, who uh, runs the place for him and helps keep him in line, and uh, just a little bit uncomfortable around him. I'm sorry. Why is that? They're very, uh... <laughs> um, They're not anti-dwarf, are they? Uh, I don't know, lass. I, I, I don't know. I really... I just They're very, uh... Very, if you know what I mean. I mean, you know, I went up in, you go up in there, 
Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, Uplo, could you get this armor fixed and stuff? And and Master Wade, he's all like, oh, look at that. I reckon I could do that right fancy and make it all precious and stuff. And, uh, and you know, Master Heron saying, now, Master Wade, you got to do what customer asks for and pay him. And, and Master Wade saying, oh, but Master Heron, why should I have to work with these inferior materials and make adjustments and stuff when I could be working masterpieces? Oh, it just made me sick. Um, Maybe we should go down with you. Yes, perhaps I you should accompany you. Oh, bollocks. Now I'm actually going to have to go and try and dig out some chat logs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Haran and Wade are hilarious. <laughs> um, before he does that, though, he will um, check in on Kiana. Are you, st- <laughs> are you still... <laughs> Hung over? You know what? I think I'm going back to bed. <laughs> okay. Drink plenty Wait, of water. Drink, Don't drink, touch my stuff. Drink this. <laughs> 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 yes, of course. I I wouldn't dream of, of touching your stuff, Blaine says. <laughs> uh, Goram gives Blaine a look and says, No, lad, she means our stuff. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. What did you mean? Did you? Oh. Yes. All right, then. If you say so. Blaine looks utterly confused, but just shakes his head and... Um, Goram sort of room. And, uh, indic- you know, to, to Talon with a nod of the head, he says, some topsiders, no imagination, I tell you. Mm. <laughs> Wait, Kiana, here. Mm. Drink it. <laughs> Oh. What? Did you poison this? No, no. I mean, it might taste kind of horrible at first, but it, it'll help with your hangover. Hmm. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> tosses it back. What is it? It's like egg and Tabasco and a little <laughs> bit of vodka or whatever. Uh, what's that called again? Did you say vodka? Yeah. Okay. Air of the dog. Hmm. <laughs> Here the, here the dog would be drinking some wine. Fane goes, Oh, <laughs> well, not literally. Yes, uh, we should probably lie you the down. The oyster, I think it was called. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, uh, well, actually, she'd probably feel sick if she drank that, so Blaine will probably get into the room rather quickly before she vomits. <laughs> well, it clears you out. And then he'll be downstairs before they leave to accompany them to Wade's. Mm-hmm. Um, Wade's Armor Emporium is a rather large shop. Um, rather noticeable uh, in the Denerim Marketplace off the side of the main market square. It uh, doesn't appear to have many customers but it appears to have the kind of price tags which would indicate exactly why they don't seem to be many customers. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, within within the shop is Heron, a, a moderately rather plain-dressed man with short, light brown hair and a bit of a snub nose and sort of broad features. He's behind some kind of counter, clearly in command of the shop, 
and in the back room by the forges is Wade, a a less plump man than you'd expect for a blacksmith. You could almost call him slender, but wiry, with a shaved head and a big moustache. Um, and uh, a very sort of uh, village people look to him, okay. if you know what I mean. It's mainly the size of the moustache that gives that impression. Blaine is a little bit jealous of the moustache, but he, he tries <laughs> not to let it show. Um, Heron looks across at Gorham and says, Oh yes, it's you again. I thought we told you, your armour wasn't ready yet. Now is there anything else we can help you with? And Wade from the back can be heard saying, Now, now, Heron, it's all very well for a... a customer to come back seeking new business who 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 is that out there who, who's come into my armory is it is it new customers have they brought exciting exotic wear metals and materials for me to work with i find this iron so plebeian hmm. um, uh, we could keep an eye out for you what, what are you looking for <laughs> Heron says, now, now, Master Wade, you know that resources are limited, and if you want fine materials to work with, then you'll have to finish some of those outstanding orders you've got. Like, how about Lord such-and-such as armour? And Wade says, oh, but I'm so bored of that armour, it's so unimaginative. I wish I could really, really do something with it, you know what I mean? Huh. Now, now, if I had some, some interesting materials to work with, like, say, maybe silverite, or, or possibly even dragon bone, I could, I could work real wonders. Do you know how to work dragon bone? He says, no, no, I can't. I wish the dwarves of Ozma would tell me. But they know the secrets of working dragon bone to form armour. They've, they've known it for years. And Gorham sort of mumbles something about, ah, but the chuffing well forgot it as well. What about... Rock quietly to himself. Bringing together some knuckle bones. That'd probably work. Oh, yes, knuckle bones. I suppose I could I could make a shield boss, or perhaps... Uh, ooh, ooh. Or perhaps hinges to hold a visor. I could really... Yes, if such a thing could be discovered, <laughs> that would be sensational. Uh, Heron rolls his eyes. Well, instead says, of now really, look, you're, please, you're, you're disturbing the Master Wade. He really needs to get back to his work. You're, why, why do you have to pester him with these matters? Could you not be perhaps contented with some of the wares we have to offer? Oh. Uh, he says, don't be silly, Heron. Of course they want superior workmanship. Can't you not see they are people of distinguished taste? They wouldn't want his, his mere <coughs> inferior pieces you caused me to churn out. Why, when I look at that last breastplate I did, oh, the dies run, it is a disgrace. I really don't understand why it's still on the shelves for sale. <laughs> mm. Blaine just looks to Goram and says, I think I'm beginning to see what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Goram nods quietly. Just interested in discussing like various mm. 
uh, materials and ways of styles that you can make armor. Okay. Um, Delia is rather wide-eyed. Um, and, and she even murmurs, they, they, they make armor for women here? But look, 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 that, 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 that's a woman's shape over there. It's very, um... They, 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 Endowed? It's very brazen, isn't it? Mm, well. Not if you wear the right thing underneath it. Yes, it's not as though you'd like to wear that sort of armor. Bear. She seems surprised that um, Wade's Armor Emporium caters to female customers as, me- as well as men. This clearly isn't something she's been that aware of in the past. Yeah. Well, Talon's kind of proof. Being from um, where she is, yeah. Wade looks at Goram and he says, Oh, I suppose you've come about your armor, haven't you? I I haven't finished adjusting the legs yet. It's, uh, could you perhaps stay a, a few hours while I uh, adjust it appropriately? And Goram sort of uh, looks at Blaine and Talon as if begging to be rescued from this fate worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> and, and seems to be receiving no response from them. Do you need to... Uh have him there to measure him? Uh, well, you see, they'd be chafing if uh, if the adjustments were not made exactly. You see, the underpadding is most important. A good gamber's on, and, and Gorham says, there he goes. He's talking all lesion again. Oh, oh, just settle down, Gorham, settle down. Of course you can borrow him for a while, Blaine says with an <laughs> uncharacteristically evil grin. <laughs> yeah, uh, t- uh, Thane will go sit in front of the door. <laughs> we'll just stay here until you're done. <laughs> okay, so so Heron spends time talking with the customers about... Um, about various products they have on the shelves. And Wade tries to get involved with the conversation, but Heron easily puts him back in his place every time and tells him to get back to work or he won't be able to eat. And and you know how your business was going when I wasn't running it and how poor and famished and malnourished you were becoming then. And Wade says, yes, but art is art, you know. I, I really wish I could do something meaningful, and I fully intend to one of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goram is taken into the back, and the, the padding to be worn under the armour is adjusted, and then the armour is fitted over it. Mainly it was just shortening the, the arms and the legs. However, Wade seems to have fussed over it and uh, made some embellishments to the armour. He hasn't really reworked any of the pieces, right. but he's he's very he's he's upset about the colours and and oh dear, this whoever made this really didn't know what they were doing, and look, it's all been battered about as if it's been in a fight recently. <coughs> so yes, he has <coughs> <laughs> he has he has made repairs to it as well as adjustments, and eventually Goram emerges wearing uh, a suit of mail. With a metal with metal shoulder plates and plates on the forearms and the shins, oh, yeah. um, looking decidedly grumpy. You look very smart. Hey, I chuffing well, say about it. Really? <laughs> you think so? 
Oh yes, the smashing. Tarchuk. <laughs> Not that it'll last long. The shininess will wear off, and we'll get some scratches. But he says, "Eh, but it'll work, love. It'll work." Mm-hmm. Don't know why you turned this down. It's good metal. This. He sort of wraps his fingers on his chest, and there's the jingle of links. Oh, as he does so. You know, my style of fighting is more about being flexible. He chuckles. <laughs> yeah, love, I've seen my style of fighting. It's uh, pretty mental. Hectic. That's a word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, well, thank you um, for, for the excellent worksmanship. Oh, how much for these bracers? Uh, those? Um, those, says Haran. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Just for braces? Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll go with my armor that I have now. Um, I suppose we could call it four silvers. Ooh, okay. I thought it was going to be more expensive. Um, Wade says, oh, yes, of course, I would have preferred to work a whole suit with them, but I was ordered to start another project instead. I think um, it could be maybe a link right here, but if I decide to add to it, I mean. <laughs> She's buying a suit of armor one piece at a time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's quite right. Um, Heron says, now, Wade, you know you were taking 16 months on that suit of armor and you really needed to work on something more short-term to keep the business running. Yes, indeed. Um, Wade, Wade, I've had enough of this. I'm going to go and sulk now at my forge. You've hurt me, Heron. You've hurt me. You really have. And Heron says, now, Wade, it's always like this when there's customers. You'd better leave now before he gets really upset. Yes, yes, I think we'd better. And (laughs) Blaine starts shooing Talon out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but I want to go look at the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, Delia sort of takes a moment to, to ask if a certain item really is a piece of armour uh, and then leave with a rather um, uh, a, a, a reddening face. <laughs> Chastity belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it might have been a cod piece on part of a set of plate armour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, chastity belt would have been like, more fun. Really? It's because, oh, yeah, well, quite possibly, actually, yeah. It's, it's the case of the virtue, size of it. My lady. It's the case of the size of it and her not realising that the padding underneath it means that the person underneath isn't going to be as big as the armour seems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they really have people that big, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that sort of moment where you'd almost imagine her to go, it comes in pints? <laughs> and a friend to go, I want one! But yeah. So um, you make your way back to the inn. And uh, there is a knight there in, uh, in, in rather impressive robes and armour. A helm on his head. Uh, he appears to only be about three or four years older than Blaine. And he's got impressive sideburns and a sort of 
oh, a bit, a bit deep set eyes. And uh, he turns on hearing you all enter. And he says, Blaine, is that Blaine? I know that face anywhere. How are you, young lad? Ow. <laughs> is that what was his name again? Sir Jerick. Jerick? Jerick. Is... J E R R E C K. Yeah. Yeah. Jerick, is that you? Why, indeed it is, lad. Indeed it is. Oh, I remember some of the hijinks we got up to. Still a bit of a rascal, eh? And he tousles his hair. Well, I I really <laughs> doubt that uh, the trouble we're in counts as, um, well, mischief. He says, well, yeah, I heard you got into a bit of trouble with the, with the order recently. Um, heard uh, you've been implicated in something. Anyway, of course, uh, of course, it's not my place to ask if you... Uh, we're actually involved or not that's uh that's not what counts obviously what what matters is uh what those in positions above us think and currently they'd think better of you if you were to able to help me out with a certain uh, task you see oh um there is a uh, there's a chantry sister um sister stone she's heading on pilgrimage down south towards uh a small village near the edge of the Korkari Wilds. I believe you're heading towards the village of Sofmir. That's just uh, some two or three days' journey beyond her destination. Now, she's going to need an escort on this... Uh, an escort on this uh, particular pilgrimage, obviously, as the roads can be dangerous at this time of year with brigands and all sorts of ruffians out of work now that the harvest season will be behind us and well you know how it is with these people anyway this sister stone seeks an escort are you up for the task of course if you do so it would raise your standing within the order and they may uh, look less harshly upon certain misdemeanors you may have been uh, associated to so to speak which well, about it boy are you up for it well which gone would she be willing to be escorted by us, however? I've no idea. You'd need to ask her. I'm sure she wouldn't object strongly. Why, why, why would she object? Because of the matter that you previously hinted at. Ah, yes. This would be the matter that you would uh, not alert her to when informing her that you will be uh, accompanying her. I'm sure that would be most conducive to a... Uh, a good working relationship, don't you think? Uh, well, well, old friend, I think you know that I'm a terrible liar. Yes, indeed. Oh, I remember that time with, with that girl with the pigtails, eh? <laughs> and we stole that sheet right off her washing line. Oh, she shrieked. And then when, when the night commander came round and asked us who was responsible, well, we both know what you went and said, don't we, lad? <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> the, the maker doesn't approve of lies, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the sheets would have found their way back to her in the end. If we... Oh, never mind, never mind. Anyway, um... Where are my manners? Uh, this, this, I haven't introduced you to, well, my friends. Of course, of course. Well, I know your brother Your brother is here. You know, you need to be careful of your association with him, Blaine. There are some within the Order who believe that uh, 
No Templar can ever have anything to do with a mage. Otherwise, they'd, they'd question your uh, your loyalty to the Order, so to speak. Some of the more radical members would even uh, deny you your knighthood based upon this, if they were to know of it. So uh, you might want to not mention it too often. It's... Anyway, Cyrus, it's good to see you again. Glad you've been keeping well. Now, who are the rest of your friends here, your friends and companions? Well, I'll let them introduce themselves, he says, and gestures towards Talon. Uh, Talon? Hi. Sorry, I just dropped something and it annoyed me. Okay. Uh, actually, mm. could we could we just pause here, because I really need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, because it's going to involve gluing, because something broke. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to pause the recording as well. Actually, I could probably leave the recording on. No, stop it. Okay. Uh, right, it's back on. You're back on? I said, mm -hmm. alright, it is back on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, back on what? Back on crack. <laughs> magical <laughs> crack! It plays a magical tune on a way it doesn't. It's a <laughs> it's magical ma box. It magical plays... Crack. A magical tune. <laughs> Play a magical tune on my non sequa guitar. Hmm? Indeed. Um, I hear beans. Indeed. Uh, so, okay. so we're introducing people to Sir mm -hmm. Jerick. 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 Yeah, can we just say Jerick? Yes. Um, Gorham says, Gorham, dwarven merchant, pleased to meet you. And so Jerick says, Jerick goes, yes, nice to meet you too, I'm sure. Um, they're, they're just a bit cautious, I suppose. It's, uh, there, there are introductions are made, and so Jerick arranges for you to go to the nearest Chantry and, and visit Sister Stone and to, to arrange for a suitable time during the day or the morrow to pick her up and begin her pilgrimage. Yeah, once she's there, Talon's going to actually do some praying while she's there. At the Chantry? Yes. Dutch. Okay. I, I um, never pegged her as a super religious person. Nah, not really, but soon she gets a chance to. Uh, lip service. Uh, one moment, I'm looking for something. Uh, Sister Stone is rather elderly. It'd be and, funny uh, if you guys left to the Chantry while Kiana was still asleep in bed. Well, actually, Blaine is going to ask Talon to go check on Kiana or Delia, whichever person would rather do it. Okay. I don't think she'd respond Kiana. so well if I uh, went up. Kiana. Is Talon at the door? Yep. Okay, Kiana will throw her dagger at the door. <laughs> Bonk. Six in the door in the what's it called? Door jam. Wood. Yeah, door jam. <laughs> okay. I kind of imagine the dagger hilt pommel bouncing off the door. And it's sort of <laughs> skittering along the floor a bit. <laughs> but okay. No, she's that good. It's dex. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a fud as something as something strikes the door, and it doesn't fall. <laughs> Yes, I knew I should have rung a, a shield. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Good morning. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> she makes Happy practice. morning. Ah! <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. See, that's all right. You head, you can sleep when you are dead. <laughs> what? That, that's a mix of the You Are My Sunshine oh. and then the commercial thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll wake up. Uh-huh. I will step away from the door. <laughs> Pull my dagger nonchalantly out of the door jam. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're off, so come on. Where are we going? Uh, it's best to not tell you. Okay. <laughs> Grab my equipment and go. Mm-hmm. All right, she's here. Excellent. Since okay, wait, so, um, wait, wait. Just I'm wait a minute. Blaine um, says. Kiana to the. Um, to the Chantry, uh, dressed in an outrageously fluffy crinoline multi-layered dress with sort of most of her possessions sort of bundled up under her arms and sort of bags slung on her back. <laughs> and Goram sort of mumbles, Chofanel, is that what they wear to weddings these days? <laughs> is she really wearing her dress from the... Uh, I have no idea. I think she might be because she... <laughs> Might have like grabbed her stuff in a hurry to leave, sort of thing. Nah, I probably changed before I went to bed last night. Yeah. Okay. Or at least stripped out of it. I might be in my pajamas though. Yeah. <laughs> in that case, the comment still stands. <laughs> no, I, yeah. uh, I, I, I think, um, I, I think you can borrow my cloak, Kiana, if you're cold. <laughs> Uh, why would it be cold? Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Be right back. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go quickly change and come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the, the lay brothers and lay sisters at the Chantry offer her the use of a side room for that purpose. Yay! <laughs> She's gonna nick whatever she can from it. There's nothing she can really <laughs> see apart from a couple of candles. <laughs> maybe a little prayer book. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's probably a good Was point the to. Uh, say something? No, this is probably a good point to. Uh, to end the session, I think. To end the to end the session, yeah, because it feels like we're all sort of going. Well, what I'd, yeah. what I'd like to do with this. Oh, in that case, you just wait till the next session when uh, I've got to try and put this Sister Stone adventure seed into something enjoyable because it's my least favorite of all the adventure seeds. But I'm going to go with it anyway. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fun. This was fun, and we didn't even do any combat. Thank God. Well, <laughs> yep. But I'm going to give everyone. Uh, 300 experience points of this session, which should put them all about 100 short of leveling on 4,400 each. Yeah, cool. Uh, I don't know if I have a character sheet anymore. Let's see. Dragon Age. No, I don't have a character sheet anymore. Just put it on your token. 
I put it on the GM on the, in the notes page of the token. Yeah, me too. One or two of them. Notes page, notes page. Okay, there we go. Notes. Um, how much XP do we have in total then? 4,400. 4,400. <laughs> okay. Just like the show. Is it any good? 400. I don't know, I haven't seen it. It but... started out good. Is it actually about anything? Um, yes. Because the number of its own doesn't seem to be have any sort of meaning at all. It does, no, it's actually. the number of people that it disappeared and then suddenly reappeared. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's a sudden reappearance, actually, that prompts the whole 4,400 number thing. Because yeah, before they... before they've disappeared at random intervals and people don't yeah. know why or when or assume that something else happened. Like Amelia Earhart, right? Indeed. <laughs> was she part, brought in as part of it? No, I just was bringing her up because yeah, she... Yeah, because her disappearance is pretty unexplained on the whole at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, so... Um, Welcome to the Fireside Chat, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to one and all to the Fireside Chat. How did people enjoy this session? It was the best Dragon Age session yet, but it would have been so much better, better if the people were actually here. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, we started like an hour and a half or two hours late um, waiting for people to turn up. I'm very glad that Jess and Nikki turned up, though. No, no, no. Yeah, um, I'd like to thank everyone who turned up, because it's good they did. Yes, I think so too. Mm. I thought we had fun, we could focus a bit on our characters. Yeah, it was nice to, to have more Nikki time, because sometimes she's very quiet. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, feels like she's, it feels like she's being left out, and I kind of need to remind myself that she's there. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I have trouble getting words in when there's lots of people. Yeah. I also noticed that, that um, well, she's not as hostile to Talon and Blaine as, as she might yeah, have been earlier. It's coincidental earlier. that these two are the only two that Kiana is kind of warming up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they have been nice to her in the past. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Despite the, and, uh... and they're actually allowed to tell her off. <laughs> Without uh, <laughs> raging at them, which rage. is cool. Hmm? Rage. Did. Let's. Oh hell! No. I just remember something. The, the main reason there are city elves mm-hmm. is that Chantry declared a bloody crusade on the elves in, for for having different religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so they went and conquered most of them and dragged them into the cities to to make them civilized human beings. Right. <laughs> and and now there's two elves being asked to escort a chantry priestess, who who's rather elderly, on a long journey. Well, this might not end well. <laughs> they'll do it for us. It's going yeah, to be very I feel equally hostile towards everyone. Mm. It's going to be very interesting to see how Blaine's sort of belief clashes with her old school chantry mm. beliefs. And he's like, no, that's not what the maker says. The maker says that everyone should be treated equally. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're a fool. <laughs> Actually, you, you haven't really met her yet, so you're not sure what she's going to be like. I have no idea. I'm just speculating loudly. And actually, I'm 
whilst it is my least favourite adventure seed, The Journey of Sister Stone, it's kind of joint least favourite now that I've read the second, the middle adventure seed, which really is just like... Well, I'm sure you'll work it out. Indeed, and I'm sure that... No, it's it's not confusing. It's more sort of me looking at it going, that just seems so completely alien and wrong, but yeah. No, I mean, like, you can massage it to be a better... Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sorry, sure that, that was the best choice of words Well, due to, sorry, me and Alex have been playing um, Blood Bowl, and he's created a vampire team, and uh, the vampire thralls in his team, uh, who are like the servants, the slaves who walk around, and the vampires feed on them when they need to, uh-huh. while, while they're sprinting around the pitch. Um, one, one, of, one of his vampire thralls is called Butt Massage. <laughs> <laughs> they're all oh, called thanks. butt some things butt pain, yeah, butt ache, cool. butt <laughs> plug butt play uh, yeah and yes, butt massage mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes, you're so mature okay <laughs> I know, I have my moments yeah <laughs> but it was fun playing anyway, so, and hmm Right, so, what's yeah. with the whole Delia being all nervous? She likes you? Pfft. Likes playing, sure. She's in a city. Oh, okay. As well. <laughs> yeah, she, didn't, she didn't call Blaine sir before, and then oh, all really? of a sudden no. she's like, sir, yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't GMing then. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and, and also she's it's not just Blaine she calls Sir. It's just that other people don't seem to pay her much attention at the moment. Nope. Indeed. Talon just shakes her head. <laughs> hmm. Why the hell is she blowing her nose? She's just awkward or she actually is getting a cold or something? Um, have you seen her constitution? It's tiny. <laughs> uh, I don't think she was getting coming down with anything. I think it was more... Um, more like the the warmth of the building had like caused the sinuses to free up a little, uh, and yeah, and she might have had been retaining something, uh, nervously or whatever, mm. in the colder places outside. Gotcha. Okay, I think bedtime will be good. <gasps> <laughs> yes. Okay, um, I think that's a good night from good time to stop recording. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, say good night everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. There we go.